You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. This week's rugby story belongs to a witness lad who has gone on to do well for himself as both a player and a coach. He's had spells with Warrington Wolves, Lancashire Lynx, York Wasps, Albie, Whitehaven, Oldham, Rochdale and Warrington Wizards. Turning his hand to coaching was the next step and he's coached Warrington Wizards, Witness Scholarship, South Wales, Newcastle Thunder, North Wales Crusaders and Wales national sides at age group levels. Ladies and gents, Mr Mike Grady. For all the latest regarding Trot the Egging, please add John Hetherington on Facebook, at John Heth, H-E-T-H on Twitter, at Trot the Egging on Twitter and Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in on Instagram. How are you before we get stuck into your story, mate? All right. Yeah, I'm really good, mate. Yeah, um, just just plodding on, mate. Nice, nice sort of bit of nice weather, isn't it? But yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. Good man, good man. So before we get stuck into your rugby story, mate, where was home for you when you lived at home? Home, mate, was uh, Cronston in Witness. Um, right. There was myself, obviously, my mum, my dad, got two brothers and uh, two younger brothers and uh, a younger sister as well. So was, uh, there's a few of us. Right. So is that where the competitive edge comes from, then, mate? Yeah. Yeah, probably, mate. Look, looking back, mate, yeah. Um, Played with my two brothers a lot, you know, and you don't see it a lot now, do you? But I was in the back garden with a rugby ball and we were playing 2v1 and we'd, we'd swap over, you know, different teams and it'd yeah. take turns with one of us on our own and remember fighting in the house and but not <laughs> not not too much, mate, but you know what lads yeah. are like, don't you? So probably yeah. all stemmed from that really, didn't it? Yeah, so, mate, so what? When, when did rugby become part of your life, mate, and how did you get introduced to rugby? Mate, probably, probably similar to, to everyone else in the town, mate. It was about, about six years old I was. Right. Um, went down to Lunty Lions at the time, um, yeah. and I just went from there. Really, um, at the time, my dad was involved with—I um, don't even remember—Prescott Panthers used to be on Corn Highfield and right. and all that. But he was involved in the professional club at the time, you know, on the board and things yeah. like that. So it, it always just been something that that I done, mate. And then went to Lunty at six, and just just went from there, really. Right. And was it some at your junior school done, or was it just club rugby? Mate, it wasn't nothing. I went to Holy Family in Cranston and. Right. Mate, at the time when I went, there was, there was 12 people in the year, uh, three, three yeah. lads and yeah, three lads and the rest were girls. So it was a proper proper village school, mate. So there was no I was the captain of the school teammate, but we never played a game, so there's no point right. in no point in being a captain. But I still tell everyone. Still on the C V, yeah. Yeah, still tell everyone, mate. But now we didn't do it in junior school, a bit more so in secondary school, you know, Pete and Paul, but nothing nothing in junior school, mate, no. So was was the town team not an option for you with school? Nah, mate, never never got picked for it. Never got Probably a different story to, to most people, mate. Never, never got picked for the town team or any any rep honours or anything like that, mate. I just just right. plodded on doing what I was doing. Went once east, then went to Witness Tigers when I was sixteen, under sixteens, and okay. Then continued to the eighteens at Tigers, but played academy alongside it as well. So that's how it that's how it stemmed really. So how was you transitioning into high school, mate? Do you reckon rugby helped with that? Or yeah, a little bit, mate. But coming from where I coming from that school, mate, it was only me that went to Peter and Paul. So I, I knew a few that were going already through the rugby, which 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 was lucky because no one came from Crompton. And my mates that I hung around in Crompton with, they went uh, like away Deacon and Fairfield at the time. So it was just me that went secondary school, mate. But I was, I've always been outgoing and, and quite cheeky. So it's quite fortunate. <laughs> I, I got I got on with a few people, so it was good, mate. To be honest. Um, and was that when you were in? Was you introduced to rugby union at Peter and Paul, mate? Yeah, mate. I think I had a game or two, but right. I think that the. the P teacher, Mr. Buxton, I think a lot of people know him. I think he was predominantly yeah. rugby union, mate. So, um, 
Fabinho was introduced, yeah, so it was a bit of both at Peter and Paul at the time. Right, so compared to your club rugby, what was the school standard like? Was What did you prefer playing? I preferred for the club. I didn't, I didn't play much for the school, really. So I um, played the odd, the, odd, the odd game here and there, you know, throughout the year. But preferred the club rugby a lot, mate. I used to enjoy it, Lundseed. It seemed like the only club in the town at the time. and I can't remember if there was any more when I was young, but it seemed like everyone was there and it was it was a good community and really enjoyed it at Lundseed Lions, mate, at the time. So that, I did prefer the club rugby. Yeah, it's, it's mad how they're not here anymore sort of thing, innit? Because that many people of sports who have started there. Everyone started there, didn't they? And I can't remember when and how they let, how they went. They just went, didn't they? All yeah, like they I, I hadn't heard of them before I started doing this. Like, so I was like, out and on, it's me. It was already yeah. out and on it. So, but the amount of people that started there for it not to be about now, it's a shame, really. Yeah, it's a shame, mate. Was, I think everyone I know started there, so I don't know what, I don't know what happened to them, mate. But at the time, it was a big, big community, mate, and there was loads of people yeah. there from, from the town. Right, so you touched on it before, mate. So regardless of the fact you might not have got selected, but trials summit you went at and do you know what mate I don't I think I remember going once for the town team and I never got picked but I can't remember any more trials after that and mate, my, my story's probably a little bit different to everyone else's I think a lot of people get wrapped up when they're young oh you've got to do this you've got to play for this and people think they're going to make it at eight nine ten years of age and it just not like that and you'll know yourself in rugby mate you can, you can make it further down the line or you can do a little bit yourself yeah. further down the line but mate no I had I think a trial once mate never never got in but I was probably a pest me because I just kept going and kept doing stuff and that's the way that's the way to be though isn't it yeah just kept just kept doing stuff enjoyed doing what I was doing yeah and then just just kept going and that's probably how I ended up into, into coaching which I'm probably more more known for for the coaching rather than rather than playing right fair enough and how did you take that mate as a young lad like because rejections are part of life whether we all like it or not and most of us don't like it so how did you cope with that hey it's, at the time, I imagine it was tough because everyone around you's getting in, aren't they? All your mates yeah. in and, and things like that. But looking back now, mate, it's different times we grew up in, though, weren't it? It just yeah. is, what it, it is what it was years ago. But now people need body coddling now, don't they, with an arm around them? And I know everyone's different, mate, but yeah, it was it was tough not getting in, mate. And I'd love getting in. But looking back, I think all the experiences shape you, don't they? So I don't think I'd have done now what I've been doing now if it weren't for, for what happened then. So I think everything happens for a reason, mate. It all shapes you. It does, yeah. And I think, obviously, we'll touch on it in a bit, but probably the way you go about your business with your coaching, it'd certainly be different if you went through them pathways. Yeah. You're more relatable to, to the lads you're helping out with, aren't you, when, when you've come through your own way sort of thing. Yeah, that, that's it, mate. It's just, just little things like South Wales, for example. Mate, we never won a game. Uh, and well, we won a few, mate. I'll, I'll do myself out of thinking that. <laughs> night, but we, we won a couple, yeah. mate, but not, not many, mate. Never expected to win, but that's where you learn the most. You learn the most of them, them type of places and instead of going into something, winning all the time and if something goes wrong, you don't know how to fix it. So, you learn a lot in adversity, mate, and I, I think it's done me, done me a world of good, you know, looking yeah. back and seeing what I've done now. Right. So, what were your options leaving school, mate? <sighs> I don't know, mate. I was, paying, I, was, I, was, I was a cheeky one, mate. mate. I went to college, went to college, got in college for three years. Right. Yeah. Um, I did a, did a business, like GMBQ in business for three years and I don't know why I bothered, mate. At the time, I was I was playing eighteen rugby. At the time, remember the old eighteen, the old alliance, which yeah. I was. I played at Warrington and Whitehaven while I was in college, and right. I was more I was more bothered about walking around, thinking I was this and I was that, and just having a laugh and kicking a football around in the corridors and things like that. So that was right. my transition from school into in, yeah. into college, mate. And then when 
the working world, jump from job to job, really. And I've been settled in my current role now for, for about 15 years. I've done my current role, but previously that, mate, I was just jumping from it. I think it was mainly because of rugby. I think I wanted to play rugby and thinking, oh, well, I can't do that job. I won't be able to train that night. So I wasn't thinking about the things I should have been thinking about. I was thinking, oh, I can't do that. I can't train. I can't train. And eventually, mate, I sort of made out one of... Uh, I've been in a, a career now for about 15 years. Well, we all say that, though. We all, well, rugby's just a secondary thing, but it, it isn't, is it? It nah. does, the revolves around the Tuesday, Thursday game day, doesn't it? And yeah, I, I can never work weekends. I'm lucky I don't work weekends or evenings in my job at the moment, but if I did, mate, it, it, as you say, it'd kill me because uh, we, we're growing up with it, aren't we? We love it. And That's it, mate. Until yeah. the day we can't run anymore, that'll, that'll be it, I guess, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> so how did, how did signing for Warrington come about then, mate? And I'm the, how did the A-League work back then for people that don't know? Oh, mate, it was, um, I was playing academy at Lancashire Links, you know, where Paul Roberts was at. He was, yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul got into the first team while we were there. We travelled up together. My me, me dad used to take us up. And, yeah. Mate, I was just there. And I came to the end of it. It was me, me mate, me mate signed for Warrington, Chris Campbell. I'm not sure if you heard of Chris, but uh, he signed for Warrington at the time. And there was an A team there, and he, he mentioned me to Paul, you know, Paul Cullen, and yeah. just went from there, mate. And only played A team, played, played a friendlier two first team, which everyone does, don't he? But mate, only played, played A team when I went there. And and that was it, mate. Paul left, Paul Cullen, he went to Whitehaven, and I just went up there to Whitehaven. Again, only played A team, mate, predominantly was A team player, played the odd first team here and there, but predominantly just, just A team, mate. So, that's how it was, just my best mate, had a word, got me in and just went from there. <laughs> so let's go back a little bit then. So the Lancashire Link stuff, Paul said, like, as I'm sure you'll touch on yourself, like, everything there felt good at one point, didn't it? You were all loving it and it was a good group. And then was it a change of coach for Paul? Did it really suit him? Did it? He clashed with them. How did you find, like, Lancashire Links? And... I, uh, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it, mate. It was good. It was the first step on a ladder, if you like. And yeah. It was my dad's cousin that coached. Um, right. So it was a bit, it was a bit tough for me. He was really tough on me. He, yeah. He's obviously old school anyway. He played at played at Wigan, my dad's right. cousin, but he was old school, mate. And I couldn't do anything wrong if I did. He was on me like a ton of bricks. And I remember missing, I missed a kick in front of the sticks against York one day. And mate, that's bad enough anyway, isn't it? And he, he railroaded <laughs> me in a change room in front of in front of everyone, mate. So I enjoyed it, mate. But it, again, it was another tough learning curve. Which looking back, it, it helps you, doesn't it? It does yeah, help you. Doesn't. I don't know whether he'd get away with it in this day and age because I don't people don't like shouting, do they? But oh, yeah. uh, it, it was tough, mate. He was harsh on me, and mate, I enjoyed it. And Paul Roberts was there, and, and Paul Rostance, another one of me, yeah. another one of my friends. And again, mate, they, them two broke into the first team, so that mate, I'm surprised they didn't carry on and do and do a bit more. But things happen, don't need really good players, them two. So I enjoyed it, mate. Travelling up with them, we had a laugh, and, and it was good, mate. Really good experience. So, what position did you grow up playing? Oh, mate, it was um, centre or a standoff, really. Right. Um, predominantly a centre really mate it wasn't, wasn't good enough to, to be a standoff you know at like the A team and academies and played the odd game but predominantly mate it was a centre and that, that's, that's the position I've grown up mate enjoyed it because it's, it's two completely different positions in it defensively yeah. attacking yeah mate yeah everyone uh, everyone thinks of a standoff don't they yeah, yeah. everyone <laughs> thinks of a standoff mate no matter how old you get mate you've got yeah. like, props, props and all sorts playing standoff at tick and pass but Mate, I was good with the ball in my hands, probably just not not good enough. Um, and then he just, just stick me on the centre, mate, just in case of taking the ball in, innit? And, and passing yeah. every now to me winger. But yeah, mate, enjoyed, uh, enjoyed playing six and still have a still have a go at the Masters now with the Farmworth. Yeah, yeah, class that. <laughs> and it's a good, yeah, do you know what? I think that's a great concept, that. Yeah, I love it, mate. They've not, they've not played many games. That's the only thing. They had, they had a tournament not so long ago against Crossfields, but 
they're not playing regular games, so it'd be nice if you get a few right. a few games in that. But yeah, I enjoy it, mate. The training, it's never leaves you, does it? Everyone's really competitive, oh. aren't they? And yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a good sweat. Well, we'll for that otherwise, would we, mate? Yeah, yeah, it's mate's great. So I enjoy that, mate. Brilliant. No, good stuff. So what happened? At the, at the end of the, the Warrington spell, then how does is that a mutual thing or? Yeah, mate. I just just went. I started the the, the se- went for the season, and I started the season after. And mate, I wasn't getting picked. Mate, I got I got picked first game, and I think I think it was Bradford that he he left me out and didn't look like I was getting in. So so they were short numbers at Whitehaven, and, and Cole just said, "Do you want to come up here?" So there was a couple of us that went up there and played up there, mate. Um, really enjoyed that Whitehaven. Just brilliant people, similar to South Wales. Just, just, just brilliant. It's like a big community, and they all look after you when you come in. And so I loved it up there. And, and Cullen had a house up there, so if we stay, we could stay up there. You know when, right. when we went up. So it was good, mate. Listening to some of his stories because he, he was a wild one as well, weren't he? Can imagine. I can imagine. Mate, some of the stuff he was saying about when he went out nights out and crazy. But good job, yeah. there's no camera phones then, was there? And videos. <laughs> and... Oh, that's it. Because they're in everyone's face now. You can't breathe, and you've upset someone like you said. So. Yeah. Can't do anything, but oh, you can't. It's good, mate. But yeah, I went there, mate. I think I can't remember was after there or no. After there, I went to France for a couple of months. Well, I ended up going to France for three months, playing yeah. for Albi in France. I think it was only nineteen, and I played stand off there. Funny enough, probably right. because the uh, probably because the levels not as good as over here. Is it? <laughs> but your place, but I felt the lad I went over with, mate. Didn't get on with him, and ended up he ended up getting drunk every night. You know, fighting with the, the, our own players. You know, after the oh. after the game and. I come back. I come back off nights out. My clothes would be everywhere, and just wanted a fight. So I wasn't enjoying it that side of it. And yeah. I was got to be really. It'd been a good opportunity for me. So I just ended up coming home from there. And and I think when I got back, I'd sat time for York. When I got back from there, yeah. um, again, mate, didn't last long. Played played about three three first team games there, and had a lot of chances in me in my life, mate. A lot, a lot of opportunities for all the coaching stuff, and just never really, never really took them. I had a right. nice little contract to give me a car and, you know, travel. give me a car to travel up, mate, and then I stopped travelling up. So, right. absolutely pointless, weren't it, mate? But I've had, I've had plenty of opportunities and yeah. just probably wasted them a bit when I was young. So, I'm, I've matured a lot, mate, since. And I've probably tried to take the coaching a lot more seriously than I ever did playing-wise. Yeah, well, listen, like you said before, it's 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 shaped who you are or helped you, hasn't it? And yeah. I've done well, mate, hindsight's a wonderful thing. So, that, that couple of months in Albi then, mate, was it a shock to the system or do you think if it wasn't for that guy you went over with, would it have been a better experience for you? I'll tell you what, we've summed it up in that first line. It was a real shock to the system. Was it? Yeah, I, I don't know what's changed. I don't know if there's much changed over there now, mate, but it was just, it was just brutal over there. And I, was, I was a 19-year-old lad, probably a bit naive. Yeah. I remember coming out first game and just, just a normal tunnel where they come out, but instead they go underground and then come out under the sticks. Yeah. And we're going underground and they're all like, Bang, shouting and banging in French, and I'm like, oh my god, what have, what have I let myself in for? There, yeah, got uh, I mean, nose, nose bust on the first tackle, and and then the second game, I think it was real French we play, mate. We're under the stands getting changed, and not looking at a massive racket. So we go outside, the academy's had a fight, it spilled over into the stand, and they're all the parents and supporters are fighting, and I'm just like, oh no, I can't speak any of the language, mate. I'm probably glad that I come on. So it was, it was an eye opening, but. Yeah, I probably would have stayed if, if I had to come back with him. I, I'd have to have stayed when I had to look after the wife. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a, definitely an eye opener, mate. But it's different, a bit different. I know it changes every year, doesn't it? Rugby? It was so I imagine it's not like that now, mate. But it was it was quite tough back then. Right, and how did they look after you back then, mate? So that them clubs we've spoke of so far, 
if the, if the, how, how have you been with injuries for a start and would they look after you with the injuries and that and Mate, I've ne- never really been never really been injured mate to be honest never, I've been, been really fortunate without but like, in, in France when you're saying look it's funny in France you go over mate you sort your apartment the car but they promise you payment but they never put it in your bank you'd have to go and see the Germany just pull it out of his top pocket and go yeah mate oh yeah the envelope yeah, yeah. there they are mate There's you need money and you just give it you like that but mate, every, everyone's, everyone's looked after me mate wherever I've been and probably more so than they should because I've not played as many as many games as I would have liked and predominantly been the academy or a team so it Every club's always looked after me. Never got, never got a bad thing to say about about anyone. Right, and how did the how did the move to York come about? Then was it who's who's representing you here at this point? Because it's oh mate, crazy mate. I've had a I've had a crazy I've had a crazy few years. Mate. I had an agent at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I had one. Probably because that's what people did, and I thought, yeah, I'll yeah. do that as well. And he just he just got in touch with York and went up and met met the chief executive, and then ended up signing a signing a contract there, but. I say, mate, only played three games. Played three games, nice little car, and then just ended up, just ended up leaving, mate. And then after that, mate, it was Oldham, and then and then Rochdale. But again, just predominantly, predominantly A team and academy, right. academy play, mate. So that's really, that's me, that's me playing career in, in a nutshell. Academy, A team, and right. the odd team here and there, France, York, and, and yeah. friendlies at Rochdale and Oldham. But that's it, that's it, really, mate. Then went to Warrington Wizards. Remember them, Warrington? I don't know really you remember Warrington. I do, mate. Yeah, I do, yeah in the national national conference three it was called at the time and yeah it's quite you got quite a high like a good profile although it was predominantly amateur they got a good profile and they yeah. played in the northern rail cup at the time and so it was good played there till about 28 ish and then went into into coaching there and that's how all the all the coaching started from that yeah so when you know when you're playing in the national conference and that did did the wizards have a junior section or was the Criteria not quite like that then. No, and, you just had the no. just had the first team. They had played at Will, played at Willersfield, you know, the the, the old yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like a professional setup without being a without being professional. You'd turn up, right. you're playing at Willersfield and yeah. you were in the Northern Rail Club. You had the, the league, the National League three, it was always on the paper underneath the professional league. So everything was professional if even if it wasn't professional, all looked and it all looked the part. And it was a great little setup, mate. Loved it. Oh, do I remember? I remember there was a buzz about you for, for a while, weren't there? And then, yeah. well, obviously after what you've sent me, I realised you've merged now with yeah. Ulster. But it, yeah, it just went very quiet quickly. But how how was the transition from playing to coaching for you? How did you find that? Oh, mate, it was it was easy to be honest. I know a lot. Of, some people struggle, some people don't. But maybe because because how me how patchy me, me playing was and. I was playing a bit here, not turning up there, playing a bit there, Academy 18. As soon as the opportunity comes to get into coaching, I thought, right, that's my next chance to do something. Yeah. So it was 28. And it was myself and my mate that were coaching, but he was a player coach. Okay. Um, so, so I stopped playing and, and did a lot of training sessions, did a lot off the field and on game day. And, and it just went from there. And our first year, mate, we actually won the grand final in our first year for the Wizards. So right. I don't know whether that, that was luck or we were half decent, but it, uh, <laughs> it sort of set, set the path that, you know, from there. So really, really enjoyed it, man. Enjoyed the transition. Really something I got stuck, stuck into coaching. Loved right. It. And, and is it is it a matter of taking little bits of it, like everyone you've been around? Did you did you yeah. want to have an idea of going into coaching? Nah, I never. It just come, but it's, yeah, yeah I, I took little bits off, off everyone. You, like, look, looking back, you say things happen for a reason and, like I played a bit there, a bit there. So I played a bit under Cullen and, and Bobby Gold and John Arvin. Took took bits from from everyone. Although I didn't play regular underneath them, I was there in the sessions, training and pre-season. Like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
probably didn't realise at the time, but I must have took a lot away from the places that I've been at and uh, even adversity and, and things like that. So I must have took a lot because I seem to have took to coaching a lot better than playing, obviously. So I must have took a lot from, from where I'd been, yeah. Right. So that first session, mate, when the boots aren't playing boots anymore and you've got your, your coaching brain on, when you walk away, is there, is there any... Is there any doubt about what you're doing, or because you, because you knew the lads? Is it just a, is it just like you want to crack on with it and, and you're very happy in what you're doing? It was it was tough, mate. Well, do you know what you, you mentioned the transition? Then it, it was it was not tough, but it was it was difficult for me because towards towards I didn't play towards the end as much as you know the other lads and you know, yeah. in and out and stuff like that. So the, the thing you think about is are they going to listen to you? That's that's the first thing you're going to listen oh, to you. It's always tough. So once you once you've got that cracked, if you like, you do think about sessions. But I always go away, and I still do, still do to this day, thinking, did it go all right? And should I have done this better? And should I have done that better? And always thinking about how the session went, and at the time thinking, oh, I, I didn't put this in. But yeah, you're always always thinking, mate, always evaluating, and think if yeah. you can put your hand up and say, well, I could have changed that or that worked right. I think that's I think that's the key as well. I think you're always learning, never stop learning. So yeah, hundred percent, mate. Every time I've done something, I always, I always think, was that right, or could I have done it better? Or, that, that type of thing. Yeah. So let, let's talk about that first year for a second then, mate. So to be that successful, was there any was there any games where you just felt, like as a player, there's times like you'll know yourself, you just know it's your, your day, don't you? Yeah. So were there any moments in your coaching in that first year when you just you felt untouchable or were there a few nervy bits? Um, do you know what, mate? I think, we, I think we won majority of the games that year. We just had a bit of a side. There's, just, we had a lot of really good players, lots of, lot of like, uh, ex academy players from Warrington, and you know things like that. So we had we had a re- but we had a good team spirit as well. That was that was the main thing. All the boys got on and enjoyed training and enjoyed being in each other's company and all had a drink together. So I think we just we just seemed everything seemed to fall into place that year. Right. Uh, we had some tough games against like Bramley and Huddersfield Underbank, and they were always tough, mate. But we always, we always seemed to come out on top. So it was a tough it was a tough year, and there's a few games in the balance, but we always seemed to find a way and. I think it come down to team spirit. I think the boys got on really well and, and that really helped throughout the year. Yeah, that finding a way is a nice habit to have in it, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember much about the grand final and the build-up to it? Because, obviously, everything you've done so far is working, so you don't change a lot, do you? And, um, I, do, I do remember the final session we had before the grand final. We had the session at Wilderspool and myself and me, and me mate who was coaching, we, that was when we had to pick the team and drop players. So, I, I, remember, I remember that day before the game that's probably the first sort tough test if you like as a coach that that I've had and explaining to the lads and lads can't understand why they dropped and you, you've just got to be confident in your reason and, and make sure you've got a reason for them but that was tough mate the day the day was fantastic I've never one of my best days ever it just sums out it was before the League 1 and League 2 grand finals that's how that's how it was then day. So, yeah, it was a brilliant day I was at Will it was Aliwell Jones as well so it was, it was close and Fantastic, mate. And the sky were there, so everything was everything went well, mate. And we and we got the win, which is what it's about, really, isn't it? It is, mate. Yeah, it is. So when when that's happening, I, I lads like because we'll know, won't we? Because we're involved in the game. A lot of the listeners will know because they're involved in the game. But it's easy to get up for training, and it it's easy yeah. to get up and play. Like it's when times are a bit harder, it, it it's not as easy. But is it ever? Is it ever? Felt or got any easier as you've gone on telling people they're not involved, and are you pretty direct with lads as well? Um, I try. I, I, th- I try to be. 
Yeah. Um, it's I don't think it ever gets easy really because when 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 you're in that when you're in that team environment with your squad and you spend a lot of time with each other and you're always talking, training, going to games and and you're having to drop a player, it's just I try, I try and make sure I speak to him. No no text, try not phone call. Last resort maybe a phone call, maybe, but I'll try and speak to lads face to face and. I've had, I've had it in the past where lads have said I don't agree with you, but I respect your decision. Which it is what it is. There's not much, yeah. There's not much I can do. And but yeah, it's tough. I don't think that that part of the job gets any easier. But I think that that make that can make and break coaches. I think. Yeah. I think coaches that don't speak to players and don't don't tell them where they're at and why they're not playing and even positive feedback, mate, where they are playing. I, I think yeah. players constantly need to know where they're at and what they're doing. But I think coaches that don't do it, mate, are the ones that the ones that struggle and fail. For me, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, and is is that something you'd have liked as a player yourself? Did you like like that sort of thing coming from your coach? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think so, mate. Yeah, that'd be. There's some coaches that never never bother with it. I could probably think right. of a better than anywhere, but yeah, mate. That's that. I think that's the type of thing. I think as time goes on as well, as we touched on, mate. People need need an arm round them, don't they? Or the people, oh, people like people like the ego knocking up a bit, or somebody that might need it knocking down. Everyone's everyone's different, aren't they? So I, I do think it's important to speak to speak to individual players like that. No, I do myself, mate. I hundred percent agree with that. But so when when you have won that, you, you had a couple of good ties in the Challenge Cup, didn't you? Is it the Wizards? Oh yeah, mate. That was that was yeah. a good time. Well, we had a, in the first season we had Swinton. Uh, I think we we just got beat 34-24 and we were in it right up until the end. And yeah, I thought, I thought we were going to win it, but we didn't. We didn't get that one. The year after we got Hunslet, I think we got blown away a bit more there. I think forty-eight, twenty something like that. We got blown away a bit more there. And, I was on the bench that day. We were short, and I didn't put myself on. Mate, you don't want to make a fool of yourself when you're the coach, do you? But <laughs> hey, you don't want to make a fool of yourself. But uh, yeah, we had two good sides. We used to, we used to always get through. But it's changed the Challenge Cup now, hasn't it? It's, yeah, like, the big boys coming later, don't they? Later, it's harder to get. Yeah. Pro siders, you, you can still get them. Can't you? the lower team, lower league one team, still get them, don't they? But it's uh, it's a bit tougher to get a bit further now in the cup, isn't it? The way it's the way it's changed. Is that something? You, is that something you'd want reverting back then? Yeah, is I think it? so, mate. Yeah, it's tough with rugby league, though. As in, when I say tough, the full-time athletes, mate, they're a lot bigger and stronger, aren't they? So, yeah. I, I, I get why they, they kept apart a bit because it could blow away when it scores. But, yeah. mate, I, I do think you need, I do think like the amateur teams and the lower teams need a carrot to dangle, don't they? And it's a payday yeah. as well for them. And if you can get the, yeah. the draw at home, and mate, that's what you play for in them type of games. Oh, yeah. So, I, I do think it needs to come back. Yeah. Well, I do like the old Simmy's Wigan game and stuff, and it, yeah, it, it, it is much a lot after, isn't it? Funny you said that. I was only speaking to me, lad Ellis, about that yesterday. You know, Simmy's out. Yeah. They, were, they were dominant, weren't they, through that, through that era? And, yeah. And played Wigan. I think they scored first. They got a goal kick first, did they? Yeah, drop a goal or kick a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weren't they, uh, first on the scoreboard. <laughs> but, mate, Simmy's, Simmy's beat London Scholars as well. I was telling them that yesterday. That I think he beat London yeah. Scholars in the cup. And so Simmy's were a really good side. And it, it's a shame it doesn't happen as much anymore, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No, it is. It, that's, that's why the FA Cup's as good as it is, mate, isn't it? Yeah. They had all them low leagues, low That's league it, teams exactly. playing. Yeah. Mate, they're, they're up for it, aren't they? Even not in oh, Forest. Yeah. They're early in the day, mate. They have a goal, don't they? Of course. Good they're, game yeah, to watch. They're final, isn't it? Yeah, good games to watch, mate. They should bring it so, back, definitely. What happened towards the end of the Warrington Wizards spell then, mate? And was was that mutual? And what was uh, out there for you? Do you know what, mate? It sounds like uh, I've had adversity everywhere I've been, but... <laughs> was, um, we had two seasons there. The second season wasn't as good. We obviously won that... Um, grand final, so it's quality the first season, and you think you can walk on water, mate. But the second season weren't weren't as good, mate. We were we were up there, but I think we finished fourth, you know, something like that. Um, towards the end of the year, my mate who was coaching, he, he'd left. Um, 
so they were they said they were they were going for it. They were choosing a new head coach, you know, because it was me and my mate that were coaching at the time. So they wanted, a new, and he didn't pick me. He didn't pick me oh. as the head coach. He picked someone else that was there, and I was like, "What's all that about?" And I, I remember storming out and thinking, right, "I'm not coming back here." They wanted me to, to assist someone else as a head coach. And I thought, "No, nah, I'm not not doing this. Not not doing." It. Went away, and there was a bloke um, used to mentor me quite a bit called Warren Ers. He was involved right. in rugby league for, for years, and he made me change my mind, so I come back. And eventually, yeah. it didn't work out with his head coach a couple of games in, and I got the job. Right. And then he ended, and, and ended up taking over when it when it went to Wilson as well as the head coach. So it was a bit of adversity, mate. And I, I don't know, I just stuck with it, and it ended up working out for the best. And sometimes, right. sometimes I think that's just the way the way it happens. And I look back now, thinking that possibly, well, it would have been it. I wouldn't have been coaching now if I'd have just walked away and left it and bit yeah. my tongue, mate, carried on and. And it just didn't work out. So I ended up stepping in and as the head coach of the, the Wizards for the rest of the season. And then when we merged, merged to Wolves, and I took over as head coach there of the whole club, yeah. Right. So well, before we step up, because you do climb levels, don't you? How does, how does the behind the scenes work at this level? Because you're still like an infantry coaching, really, aren't you? This is your first job, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Behind the scenes, mate, with regards to the club and that, they were both great. They, got, yeah. they had great people at Warrington Wizards and Wollstone. They were, they were, the people at the Wizards were at Wollstone originally okay. and then came over, came over to the Wizards then back to... So they were Wollstone originally all through and through. So they were fantastic yeah. people behind the scenes, mate. And I, I got everything I got everything I needed. I couldn't have asked for, for any more, really. And I was just left to do to do the coaching, probably more so there than I was at, at South Wales. Maybe I was just left to... Let's yeah. go on with the coaching, which is which is ideal and what you want. So couldn't have asked for anything more at, at the Wizards and, and Wolfson. So a great learning curve that made to set you up for the rest of your coaching, yeah. Yeah, it was good, mate. Yeah, enjoyed it. It's as I say with the adversity, we're not getting the job originally, and then at Wolfson towards the towards the end of Wolfson before I left, mate, struggle with numbers and things. Like, you know what it's like at times, don't you? Yeah. And amateur clubs and mate, planning sessions and planning sessions for 20, 25 and six are turning up, and I'm like, what's going on here? And then oh. you're looking, you're looking the fool, and, and I'm thinking, I was thinking, oh, I'm done here after this season, and yeah. that, that's when the, the South Wales opportunity come in before the end of the season. So, sort of kept me going, if you like. Yeah. So, who facilitates that for you now? You're on the other side of the whitewash. So, do you still have an agent, or did they approach you? Nah, mate. Nah. Oh. What happened with the, that agent? Mate, was made a nightmare. <laughs> I don't know why we got that agent. I was just young, weren't I? But, yeah. Uh, with, the, with the coach, with the coaching, mate. I was involved with it. I got. While I was at Wollstone, I got the Wales Dragon Arts job, which was right. basically the best amateur amateur players in, in Wales. Right, that, okay. That's what that job was. So I got I got that job, and then we ended up playing. Um, ended up getting a job to coach a Welsh select team against the the full Welsh national team before the World Cup. Okay. Uh, so we got that got that game, and that's that's when the South Wales. It was after the game. I got approached by the the Wales CEO and and also Mike Nicholas. He's on the board. Asked right. if I fancy the South Wales job, and it, it come from that game really. So we get we, we got a beat, but we give him a good Lee Braves was refing that day, so that's probably why. But uh, we give him we give him a give him a good game, mate. We had a good goal, we had a good dig, and I was already in the Welsh setup, and and they asked me if I fancied the, it. Was me and someone else that were in the run. They asked me if I fancied it, and yeah, mate, I, I jumped on it, jumped on it straight away. It was a professional professional job, wasn't it? Yeah. No. So if we go back a little bit, mate, then so how does how does you how do you know what your your talent pool is? When you come into Wales. like the best of the amateur lads with the Welsh Dragon Arts, yeah, how's that work? And so, so mate, I had, a, I had an assistant coach down there in South Wales, yeah. uh, one in North Wales. Just had trials, mate, at both ends in South Wales and North Wales, and just okay. whatever comes to the trial, mate. Just pick, I tried to get to a few games, 
you know, show me face. Yeah. Um, just, just mainly trials, mate. And then went from there, just pretty good. But trusted me, assistance really, just, just got their opinion as well and, and just went from there. That's fair enough, because like Reese Williams, for instance, he played for Mold Rugby Union before he was picked up for Warrington, yeah. So you'd have had quite a few Rugby Union lads probably up for that, wouldn't you? And again, yeah. you you boys are opening a shop window for them then, aren't you? And that, that's yeah, a bit that. I firmly believe, and I still do to this day, that there's, there's plenty of talent in, well, obviously nowhere, but because I was, I went in South, went down South Wales, mate, there's plenty of talent down there. It's just, they, ne- they never persevered with, with the club for, for so long. It was South Wales and it changed to South Wales Ironmen and it's West Wales at the moment and yeah. they just don't stabilise. And if, if they stick with something, I, I promise you, there's, there's plenty of lads to come through. And you've seen it in the Super League, maybe like, like Sir Gil Dudson and Lloyd White and yeah, you know, yeah. people like that. There is players down there, but they just, yeah. they just need to stick at it. And give it a go. We weren't far off in that first season, 2014, mate, with South Wales, and there's definitely people there. But it always comes down to finances, and it end up starting again. And it's just a shame, mate, because it, they love the sport down there. So obviously, yes. rugby union, predominantly rugby union. But when they played rugby league, they, they love it. But right. just, yeah, just getting the foot in the door in it, and just, and yeah. just trying to persevere with stuff. So how would you infiltrate that union hotbed then, mate? What would you have to do? The way the way it is down there, mate, offer them more money, but <laughs> yeah, you know, but it, mate. It's, it's, it's amazing that it opened my eyes when I went down there. You, you probably know more yourself, but yeah. when I went, I went living in the valleys and mate, every little village has got a rugby club, rugby union club. Yeah. It, it, it's massive down there. And when, when Wales are playing at the stadium, it's like a bank holiday. Everyone's out, lads, girls, they're all, they're all out from nine o'clock in the morning. It's, yeah. it's massive down there. And I couldn't believe how, how big it was. And I understand why it's so hard to crack, but you can get lads down there. And lads when, when lads start playing, you, you do enjoy it. They do enjoy yeah. it, but it's getting them into the game, introducing it, and just, right. just keeping solid pathways all the way through. Yeah. So as much as we joke about it, mate, the, the money matters, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, mate. Yeah, it does. Of course, it, it does. It talks. Yeah, that's going to say that was just that's the yeah. saying, isn't it? Mate? Money talks, isn't it? And yeah, of course it does. But mate, they can go down there, and I don't know whether they're meant to pay or they're starting the other mate, yeah. but mate, they're all getting money off them rugby union clubs down there, and no, they are. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all paying money for them at the weekend, and but eventually cash on each club provide t- tends down there to provide an international. Yeah. So whether they're playing or not, because someone's wore the jersey, they fully buy in, don't they? The Welsh, like it's all or nothing with them. Yeah, they, they love it, mate. They're, they're different breed, mate. I love the Welsh, they are a different breed, but yeah. they love an ale. And just, <laughs> I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed my time down there, mate. Brilliant. Yeah. Learning curve, but it, it was good. So how was it there today, mate? Because obviously you're competing with Union, like you've said. You've got to try and keep lads. Is a little bit of you is probably thinking they may be only here for the dollar, and then you're leaning on a few lads from with like with lads you know basically, aren't you? To try and pull you out of the trouble and fill gaps and that. How, how was that? The first season mate, was probably the, the better of the two. Yeah, mate, it was all it was all South Wales lads down there. I, I, mate, the money was awful. I couldn't explain yeah. to you how poor the money was compared. Probably on par with some rugby union clubs, but the, the main thing down there, mate, they enjoyed rugby league. They enjoyed yeah. playing rugby league and. We had a good good morale down there, and it's it's crazy saying we used to get beat, didn't we, every week? But we had a good morale down there. Everyone enjoyed it, and they had a good drink after the game, and everyone just enjoyed what they were doing. So that that first season, it, it was all right, you know. And we ended up getting seven of the lads were selected for the full Welsh team that year. Um, Master that mate, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's a long time back now, isn't it? And we had the young young lad Connor Farley. He was he was selected for young player of the year for the league. Yeah. I was nominated for coach of the year for the league that year. So we had a really good, really good year that year. And it's 
it's just down to I won't say it's down. I'm going to say it's down to coaching them, but I look too big. I do won't I? But it's down to just oh, getting the lads to, to, to yeah. buy in, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting lads to buy in and not being, not 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 shouting and teacher like and yeah, just 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 getting the lads to buy in, enjoying what they're doing, and it makes good, really good time that first year. Second year, maybe we got got the rug pulled under us a little bit. Wales rugby league manners, but we had we had poor money in 2014, and then even worse in 15. So then a few started leaving and. I actually got a couple of witness lads up towards the end, and I got Ryan Millington, Johnny Leather, a lad from Oldham, Andrew Joyce. We ended up getting a couple of a couple of travellers up there, and just went a bit skewed with the second year, mate. But the first year was was the good year. Right. So what people don't understand, mate, not only are you nurturing the player because the two calls are drastically different and they've yeah. been brought up by in union, but you, yeah. you're nurturing a culture, aren't you? You're yeah. starting right, right from everything. So not only playing styles and shapes and combinations, but yeah. The fact that you want people to stay and have at least a beer after the game, that's a minimum, isn't it? Coming up and turning up in the same pole or top is a minimum. Yeah. That stuff like that is the culture, mate, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, don't, yeah. you, don't see it, you don't see it loads now. I don't know whether it's changed a bit now, but there, there was a... And, and like amateur games, that you, you see people just getting off and... Yeah. You know, what's going on here? It, it seems to have changed a little bit, doesn't it? I don't know whether it's back to, back to how it was, but you see, you see a lot of people just all going for one and going. Some don't even come in. And you're like, oh. that's... That's that's massive, isn't it? The culture yeah. and, and things like that. So after after you've basically produced what you've produced, so you've you've made internationals, you've got a nominee for young player of the year, you you nominated yourself for court of the year. For them to do that with the money, do you know it's coming to an end? And are you starting to look around or well first first year I was there, mate, I moved down there, I lived there. So okay. relocate my job and live there and First job, maybe, but then second year I come back up here, and that probably had a bit of a, an effect. I was traveling and, and yeah. things like that, but I th- probably peaked too early in that first year. Then we getting all that, <laughs> all that rec- recognition and that, yeah. but it's just, just the, the money and that. I think that because that was worse than what it was. It, it was tight anyway. The money in 2014, but lads were okay with it because they yeah. understood the situation. But when it got worse, I think some were thinking, "Oh, it's not worth it now." And traveling from down there to all the clubs up here because predominantly everyone's up here, aren't they? So yeah. it's a big, a big ask for them, weren't it? But yeah, probably peaked a bit in that, but it's a learning curve, mate. Enjoyed it, and it is what it is, isn't it? Oh, it is. At least you can see it like that, though, mate. So, what was next for you? And what well, were you after, after that, mate? I, I left, left obviously there. Last game was Swinton uh, at Swinton, and that was my last game. And then after that, we went to Newcastle. Um, right. I, I went for the I went interview for the head coach job. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of people on the panel. Um, there's two people that wanted me to do the head coach job, but the owner, the owner wanted the Australian interviewed. Right. So, so he got the job, and I, I was assistant. Is this the guy that owns Newcastle Falcons as well? Yeah, he owns both. Yeah, so he owns I think Seymour or something his name. But so right. he wanted the, the Australian that, that came in. So the Australian got the head coach gig. I got the assistant. Um, maybe looking back, I was probably a bit immature about it. Yeah. I, I thought maybe I should have had the should have had the job, but. Could have just again, put an accent on, mate. Yeah, should have, uh, should have gone round, poisoned him, shouldn't I? We played, but mate, no, was, again, again, it was a learning curve. He, he was an air yeah. straight away, so I took the first couple of sessions in training, and probably what made it a little bit, a little bit worse. Lads were saying, "Oh, good session that," and he went back to the, the chairman saying, oh, "It was a great session, enjoyed that." And then, then he came in, and then he and then he took over, mate. I just, I think I found it a little bit different, difficult adjusting from being a head coach to an assistant. Yeah. Uh, That'd be different now. I think I've matured a lot since then. I was, I think I was quite mature when I went oh. there, and I look back on my time there, and 
not, probably not not so much embarrassed, but probably could have done a bit better than what than what it did. So we're going through a few things off the field, mate, as well. So it was a bit it was a bit tough the time at the time, but I look back and I think really grateful for what Newcastle did, mate. They were a quality club, and I imagine yeah. they still are to this day. And couldn't do enough for me. And I look back and I'm thinking, oh. but again, I look at it as in, it's an experience, and I think everything happens for a reason. And again, it shapes you going forward. I think it does, mate. Yeah. So we. Were you in that stadium, was you? Was you at the... Uh, yeah, the Kings, yeah. Things like that, mate. Yeah. Fantastic. Go on, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, fantastic facilities there, mate. It's, just, yeah. it's, got, it's got everything it needs for, for a Super League club, if you like. It's every, everything's in place there. Everything. It's their hub, isn't it? It's like all the yeah. kids go there. It's, it's, it's the hub. Yeah, it is, mate. There's, and there's, there's a lot going on in the community up there as well, community clubs, and really, really active, you know, in the community and, yeah. and things like that. So it's, it's, it is quite big up there, but it's just taking that next step for a minute. I think they've gone yeah. full time this season, haven't they? So it just depends how long it takes them to go into that transition and, and go forward from there, doesn't it? Yeah, and people being patient is not an overnight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they've realised that, but I think they've had the patience, haven't they? Some people have. Yeah. With, with the likes of Toronto and things like that, and yeah. there for a couple of seasons and gone. And I think Newcastle have been really patient with, with what they're doing. Yeah. So when when you go there, the match day experience at Newcastle is pretty, pretty good as well, isn't it? So like, yeah. Diamonds and ex-Wids lad, he, he played for him, didn't he? We yeah. went up and watched him a couple of times on the Magic Weekend. And there's like bands on, there's, there's all curtain races, half-time stuff. There's loads going on. They've, it's exactly what you've said, other than the Super League being on the pitch. It, yeah. It's virtually there, isn't it? Yeah, it's very probably better than some clubs that are in, in Super League at yeah. the moment. With respect to them, it just needs just needs the, the playing side, which... I'm sure they're working on now and they're looking the next couple of years, aren't they? Next two, three years, they're probably looking at yeah. looking at challenging at the top of that league, aren't they? And did you see some talent while you were up there, mate? Do you reckon? Yeah, it, it, plenty, plenty, yeah. yeah, plenty, mate. And yeah. again, it's not set not the same as South Wales, but similar as in when they get the when they get people to try the game, they love it. And so yeah. the community clubs they've got going, and a lot of people enjoy playing rugby league, and it's getting getting them into it. And I think Newcastle have done a really good job, really good job doing all that. So, what were the circumstances for coming more local from there? Then, mate, was it again a bit like you said, a bit of immaturity? You've had a lot going on with your life, like you just yeah. said. So, bit of yeah, everything. A bit going on personally at that time, mate. And I've, that's probably another story to tell another day. But mate, right. I remember it was before the league one season kicked off. I think we had we had Oxford on the Sunday, and um, when they were in the league, the lads had travelled down to there. I was travelling up from from Witness on the on the Sunday and. I think I just I think it was a Saturday night. I've just packed in <laughs> Saturday night before the Sunday, mate. I just uh, I just jacked in, and that that was it, mate. That was the end of that was the end of that, mate. And as I say, a lot of I think a lot of immaturity for myself, and but you learn, don't you? Learn, live, learn, and yeah, this mate. Yeah, I've spoken to people since, and I think the transition from head coach to assistant coach was probably a bit immature about that. I'd, I'd, I'd grab an assistant coach job any any time today, but. <laughs> Yeah. Back then, I probably thought I was bigger than what, what 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 I was, even though it was only South Wales. I probably thought, well, why should why should I be a, an assistant? But mate, you live and learn, and I still speak to people from Newcastle now, and mate, it was it was a brilliant experience, and I can't speak highly enough of them. How they were with me. No, good man. So after that experience, how how long till your next job, mate? And did you did you doubt rugby at all, or was was rugby always gonna was you always gonna go back there? You just needed a bit of time. No, I just needed a bit of time. I think, and probably something more local as well, and. It was, it was the following season when I got the Crusaders. North West Crusaders. Never been close to warm, have you? So nah, far, never, you've been miles away. Well, mate, not even an English. Well, apart from Newcastle, I can't get an English club, can I? South Wales, North Wales, all <laughs> yeah. Wales, Wales rep, rep teams. I can't coach anywhere yeah. in England. But 
Yeah, and I got the, got the North Wales job, mate, which was which was ideal on me on my doorstep more or less. They're in Wrexham, aren't they? So what half hour, forty minutes drive. So I was ideal, mate. But I had to sit it out, sit out the season that I left from Newcastle and wait till the following following season to start there. And and, and again, mate, I was probably a bit of immaturity while I was there as well. I, I remember playing playing South Wales and yeah. all I was focused on was beating them, playing Newcastle, which obviously you are, but yeah, I, was yeah. Getting, I was getting consumed with it. Right. Beating, I remember, remember beating Newcastle home and away, and I was going mad on the sideline, looking at it and thinking, yeah, that's probably that's what you could have had, and you're not got it. And, yeah. I, was getting, I, was getting, I was still probably a little immature there, so I was still getting consumed with yeah. things like that. But really, again, another club I couldn't speak highly of. North Wales really, really enjoyed it. There's some great people behind the scenes and fantastic, mate. Brilliant. So now you're going up the levels, mate. Are you, are you instead of, because it sounds a bit like it's South Wales, you weren't just a coach, you were sort of like a bit of everything. So yeah. the higher you go in, are you allowed to concentrate more on what you want to be concentrating on? Because obviously we've spoke before and Money is an issue for lads. It, it, it's a deciding factor sometimes. But at North Wales, was that something you didn't have to worry about? You could just focus on the group and doing what you want to do, coach. Yeah, more, more so, mate. Yeah, there were still things we had to do, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. Again, North Wales was more or less starting again. They, they had a previous owner that left them in, in a lot of trouble. So they were, they were starting again. They, they didn't have much money, but it was a lot easier to get players because we're on the doorstep to, to the Heartlands, aren't we? Witness Warrington, Wigan, St. Helens. So, a lot easier to get players, mate. And yeah, I got a, got a lot more time to, to do a lot more coaching, but di- a different type of coaching because the lads knew a lot more about rugby league than what they did in in South Wales. So it was, it was a little bit, little bit easier, a lot more hands on, but a little bit, a little bit easier because they knew what yeah. knew a lot more than the lads did down South Wales. Right. So from a playing perspective, I've heard how like signing people goes and agents put feelers out, but from a coaching perspective, mate. How how do you find out who's free? How do you find out who's keen? And how do you whittle down? Not only because you're not just looking at a good player, you want a good person as well, don't you? Right. With him, do you know what I mean? It, you, you do, you want them type. So how do you whittle that down, mate? Well, probably, it's probably easier that level of rugby league because a lot of them only sign one-year contracts. So, you know, right. when you go into a job, there's going to be a lot of lads looking, either signing a deal with the current club just about to sign it or looking for a new club. So it's a lot easier to get, to get older lads and see yeah. what they're doing and, and things like that. But yeah, you, you, well, you'll know in, in your in rugby union that you get to know a lot of people, don't you? So oh, you, you, I, I knew a lot of lads anyway. Um, yeah. Always always met with them before I signed and, and, and had a chat with them and, and seen how they were. And I, and I don't think I had a bad lad at North Wales. I honestly yeah. don't think I signed a, a bad lad. Again, another good group. No contract money there whatsoever, mate. Just, just small match money they were getting. Did all it got to that final, didn't we? That that final in Blackpool, North uh, League One final in the first year, and maybe finished mid table. Probably let ourselves down a little bit in the league, but we had some good wins against some good teams, mate. So, it, mate, it was all right. We got some good lads, really good lads, and it, again, they just enjoyed doing what they were doing. They enjoyed yeah. doing what they were doing. Enjoyed playing with each other and, and game day, and just getting the right atmosphere, which I think I think we did. Right. So, how are them with? So when you. When your cup runs are good and your league's indifferent, how do you cope with that and how do you keep people grounded? Uh, it's, 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 I don't know, it's, it's tough, mate, isn't it? Um, mate, the, the League One Cup, was it? we had a fantastic run in that and, and probably probably should have won it, mate. Um, just last 10 minutes, so it just it just, just fell away from us. But um, League, mate, it was tough, the league. I, I don't know whether the, 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 the cup took the wind out of our sails, you know, because we got to the final, we, we did so well yeah. in the final and we just lost it last 10 minutes and then, and after that, we'd, we'd lost games in the league. We probably shouldn't have, probably shouldn't have lost. So I don't know whether they took the wind out of our sails, mate, but just trying to manage it the best you can to get back on track. And 
they say winning's a habit, losing's a habit. So it's, it's just getting out that rut in it and, and getting back on the horse. Sorry, John, I missed you then, mate. What did you say? Sorry, mate, just caught the end of it, John. I've got you back now. Yeah. Go on. No, it's all right. Yeah, so, like, the clubs you've been at, mate, so you, you've been yeah. at some, some good clubs, haven't you? But do you feel like you, you, were, you were used as a shot window for other clubs? So to see how them lads went, and was you okay with that because they were doing a job for you at the time? Um, I don't know, mate. Maybe somewhere, some probably had higher ambition to go into the championship and and things like that, mate. But as long as they were doing yeah. the job for job for us, and mate, no, no one gave me that indication while I was there. And even if they did, they won't tell me what they made. But as long as they're doing the job yeah. for us, mate, then, then yeah. yeah, then I'm, I'm happy with that, aren't I? Yeah. So what what come of the Crusaders' job, mate? And um, what what was next for you? Well, left, I left there in I think it was March 2018, April 2018. Um, just decided to part ways, both of us. And mate, right. still, I still I still get on with with mate. I've, I've seen I've seen the CEO the other week. I had a, had a drink with him the other week, and yeah. still speak to the head coach Anthony Murray regularly. So no problems there, mate. We just decided decided to part ways, and that's really been it, mate. I've just been involved with the, the Wales students since then. Right. Um, coaching wise, mate. Sound like a broken record. I've must must have interviewed for about five or six coaching jobs since got down to last, you know, three or four, but never never got the nod, mate. Even went over to Ireland as well, interviewed for the Ireland right. job in Dublin, you know, yeah. at the time when I left Crusaders. So I've had a few yeah, opportunities yeah. to get back in, but nothing's ever nothing's ever right. materialised, mate. So it is what it is at the moment, mate. Just coaching the Welsh students and enjoying not as much pressure, but just enjoying what doing what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, because fundamentally, mate, we're all involved because we love the game, don't we? And anything else is a bonus. So as long as you're still doing that, it's worth doing it for them. Yeah, well, mate, I enjoy watching my lad as well at the moment. My lad plays for the Hornets and he's just yeah, started just still, is he? Yeah, so he's uh, yeah. So, so just enjoying watching him at the moment, mate. And, uh, mate, if the opportunity comes, I'd, I'd jump at it. I've got an ambition, mate. I'm just like like a, like a school kid that wants to play at Wembley, mate. I'm dying to get back in and I'd love to get back in. And when the opportunity comes, mate, I'll grab it with both hands, but... While it's not me, I just enjoy, enjoy Ellis, what he's doing, and he, he's loving his rugby at the moment, so I enjoy watching him at the weekend. Good stuff, mate. So, that time of the interview, mate, a couple of daft questions for you. So, right. any pre-match superstitions, either playing or coaching? Um, not really, mate. No, coaching. Mate, coaching, I'd always I'd always want a coffee in my hand. Yeah. I don't know why. I'd, I'd always want a coffee in my hand and just, just chill in the change rooms with a coffee, but no, uh, no pre-match superstitions, mate. Nothing uh, nothing like that. Used to, when, I, when I played, when I actually did play, mate, I'd go for a walk before the game and I'd always want to have beans on toast in the morning, mate. But nothing, nothing else. Right. So the toughest player you've played with or against or coached? I'm um, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say Ryan Millington, he's tough, but he'll uh, get a big head, won't he, mate? <laughs> say Ryan, but he's tough, mate. He's Ryan's one of them players, mate. Um, I'd say to him before the game, you just go out and hurt him, will you? <laughs> go out and hurt him. Yeah, and, yeah. Don't get sent off, mate. But just don't get stuck into him, and mate, he'd get stuck in. I think he's playing at the moment with a with a, a bad knee, and yes, mate, he'll, he'll strap anything off, mate, and he'll just give you hundred percent. And then he started at loose, and I, I finished. He finished at prop with us, and well, yeah, he were not he? Yeah, yeah he'd just take the ball in, mate, and he just he just give you hundred and ten percent with every he played. So he, he's probably one of the, one of the toughest lads that I've 
that I've coached, mate. He's, uh, he's, and he's a nice lad off the field as well. So he's, uh, he's a good lad, mate, Ryan. So your favourite away ground? That's a question, isn't it? I don't know, mate. I don't know. I, I like York, Booth and Crescent, when he played there. Probably because we got two good wins there for North Wales. So, right. love going there, mate. It was, a, it was a good atmosphere. And we won the cup game in Golden Point, which was a fantastic day. So, uh, the win, it? yeah, it was good there, mate. I used to like going York. And, mate, North Wales was always good, though, at home. The, 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 the fans there are fantastic, mate. They always, always make you feel welcome. We don't stop singing. So, used to always used to always love home games, mate. Right. It's just it's a great setup in North Wales, mate. I used to love it there. Right, so you've had a few beers, mate. You're out with your mates. You're in semis, the microphones in your hand. What you're giving us? What you go to? You can't go. That's another question. Probably something by by Oasis. I don't know, mate. Uh, don't look back in anger, maybe something like that. A little okay. bit, a little bit of Oasis. Just want something to get the crowd going a bit of a. Uh, I don't know, like being a centre of attention. Sometimes not had it for a while, mate. So I've been out, been out, been out with coaching, haven't I? So this is yeah. the first bit, of, uh, first bit of attention I've had for a while, mate. But some, something Oasis. Don't look back in anger. Get get the crowd going, mate. Get everyone singing. I love all that, all that type of stuff. Right, so this will get your brain ticking now, mate. You're one to thirteen that you've coached. Oh, mate, you could have warned me about this before we started. Your dolph- I was too busy looking through you, <laughs> mate. I weren't expecting that serious. <laughs> yeah, uh, mate, I'd have to number one. I'd probably have to go with Tommy Johnson, who's at North Wales. Yeah, just a uh, just a solid fullback. Maybe it's going to probably predominantly be North Wales here, but Tommy oh, Johnson, right. fullback, yeah. uh, quality fullback. Uh, he's still there now. Uh, Danny Price, do you know Danny, Danny Price? Yeah, no, Danny. yeah, yeah. Mate, one lad that I think's got fantastic potential, mate, but just just not not seem to kick on at the moment. But he's, yeah. he's played a few few clubs, you know, Rochdale, North Wales. He has got it. Yeah, yeah, I think so, mate. He's got, he's got really good potential. But um, other winger, do you know, we had a winger on loan from Warrington called Taylor Prell. He's at right. Keithley now. He, he yeah. was good, mate. Really quick, really good. Um, Senses. Now you're asking, do you want to go to Arfs? I'll go to, go to Arfs. We had um, yeah. Paul Emanuele, South Wales. Yeah. After he was my assistant coach at the time. Right. Um, he went on to play for Wales for a bit. So um, I'm coaching the students with Paul at the moment. So he's uh, still still a close friend, Paul. Uh, and do you know what? I'll go for Ryan Smith, who's at North Wales Crusaders. Right. Mate, if you had watched us in that 2017 season, mate, it just used to do so much off the cuff and which got some fantastic tries with, uh, with Ryan. So... Mate, I'll go with him. Um, so I'll go straight to me loose and I'm going to go with Brian Millington. So yeah. I'll have to think of everything else. Brian got in uh, the 2017 League Express Team of the Year with us. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's going in at loose. Okay, I'd have to be my captain, Lee Hudson. Yeah, come through our academy, didn't he, at Witness? Yeah, he did, mate. Uh, Lee, yeah. If I ever went to a club now, he'd be one player that I'd, I'd ask if he, if he fancies another goal. Mate, yeah. he's tra- he just trained really well, played really well, never give, again, like Millie, never give less than 100%, 110% is just really reliable and fantastic, fantastic captain for me. Uh, props, mate, Warren Thompson. Yeah. He was probably at St. Helens and he was, he was at Crusaders with us. Um, South Wales lad, Neil Dallymore. Right. Yeah, good, good prop. Second row, mate. Um, now you're asking who's my second row. John, I'm not even giving you any sense yet, have I? Oh. <laughs> not, even, not even give you any sense, mate. I'll oh, put you in a spot, to be fair. Yeah, you have your... Uh, you, you've done, you've done me that sentence, guys. No, I can't. I can't do it. I have to, I have to come back to you. I'll, I'll have to tweet you another day. One oh, I with the sentence. Uh, yeah. But uh, mate, me, me players had only been from South Wales and North Wales anyway, and mate, I was I was blessed with some really really good players there as I've as I've touched them, mate. But mainly the lads that give hundred ten percent, and probably yeah. probably the one for me. What I've mentioned is Pricey, mate. 
fantastic potential place. And I still think he could do a bit, do a bit now yeah. if, he, if he knuckled down and had a had a really good goal. And yeah, he wouldn't start there. Yeah, I don't know where he's at. I think he's at Burton Wood now. I think that's where, where he's at. Oh, me, but, yeah, he's right. at Burton Wood. But a fantastic lad, good player. But obviously didn't kick on to what all we have. But again, Billy, another one. So there's some good witness lads there, isn't there? I think, yeah, I think we're, is, blessed, we're blessed with players in the town, aren't we? And we are. It's, 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 I think it's a shame the way the game is in the town at the moment. When I say the game, we used to have loads of open age rugby league teams, didn't we? Oh, and, I get what you mean. Yeah, it's short and sweet now, isn't it? It's, yeah, some teams. Yeah. And witnessing in the championship and for one reason or another and it'd be nice just to get back and, and start producing lads there's, there's yeah. loads of Saints in here you've got, you've got your Lewis Dodds Mark Percival's Danny Richardson's yeah. produce loads mate don't we so it'd be nice to get back into a place where we're producing players like that again Just a quick reminder that by Del Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Eggin so if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Eggin you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount You've been listening to Trot the Eggin. Thanks to our sponsors by Del Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Eggin and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.